This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. It's me, Stephen Scott, here with you this week. Hi, welcome to the program. I am not fueled by caffeine today, I promise you. Just a little bit of caffeine, just a little bit. Sean Priest is here. Hello, Sean Priest. Hello, Stephen Scott. Caffeine and iron brew, the Scottish way. You sound full of it today. Ah, well, I've been told many a time I'm full of it, uh, and I always take it as a compliment. It is, Every time. Yeah. Something feels wrong, though. It feels like something's missing. I just don't know what it is. Ah, Something? Something, yes, well, definitely a thing. Something is missing. Are you referring to... Mark Afalalalo! Of course! Our favourite thing in the world. Where <laughs> yeah. is he? He's not here. He's not here. Oh, Do you enough. know why? Do you know why? Because we, we had to get in early and get this show done today. And, you know, for us, early is proper early. Not yeah. Canada early. No, no, no. Yeah, but that's not the point, is it? You know, no matter what, what time of day it is, you turn up for a double tap. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's the rules. Well, you know, you remember when we did this show live for a few weeks on AMI yes. Audio on the Thursday night, which was something like one in the morning for us. Exactly. Yes. I yeah. used to drag myself to this shed. Oh, oh it was terrible. Uh, but but we, I turned up. That's the thing. Commitment, yeah. sir. I prefer, you know, a normal hour of the day. Uh, and th- <laughs> this is a normal hour of the day. So, you know, that's it. But if he's deciding to sleep through the night, then, yeah. you know... Fair I enough. can't blame him, yeah. No, I know, he's quite right, actually. Why are we doing this? Um, we should just have waited, really, shouldn't we? Um, no, do you know what it is tonight? Because uh, we're doing this on the Wednesday, ahead of the Thursday uh, airing on AMI-audio, and I am going for my leaving night for my other job. I work at, as you know, I've told you before, at the RNIB. Well, you know this for sure, but the audience uh, will be aware as well. I work at the RNIB. Not for much longer. No. Uh, because I'm leaving the RNIB, so... I uh, have my leaving night tonight. So uh, apparently this is a, not a thing in Canada. They don't call it that. They call it something else. But uh, And Mark isn't here to correct me on my Canadian. So this show's going to be off the rails. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you're, you're leaving. What else would you call it? I mean, I'm leaving work. So, um, you know, this is a leaving night. Yeah, no, exactly. The thing is, we couldn't risk how drunk you're going to get tonight <laughs> and if you're going to be capable of recording tomorrow. Hence, we're recording today just to make sure. Also, I should just say my Amazon account has been suspended <laughs> for the duration of this period. Drunk lock. Yeah, yes. well, dr- drunk uh, leaving night party and Black Friday all in the same week. That's a very dangerous combination, let me tell you. <laughs> Sorry, absolutely right. I accidentally muted myself. <laughs> I say, I think... That felt a bit weird for a second. Like, no, no, it's all I think very it... quiet. <laughs> I think I'm a little drunk. My phone's suddenly going off all over, so I'm muted. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, yes, well, here we are. Uh, we've got uh, a really interesting show coming up for you. Lots to talk about, including my latest purchase, not drunk purchase. I mean, this is getting ridiculous, I know, honestly. It is. It's, you're like that, what's his name? Elton Musk or whatever it is. How much money have you got? How can you purchase something? Oh, no, I remember trading. Yes, that's right. Yes, trade-ins. Exactly. Going to talk Ins, about plural. my latest. Yeah, I am like that Elton Musk or Jeff Bezels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we said last week, because you did say, you know what, I've got a, a truckload of stuff I'm going to take back, but I'm just going to get, you know, the trade-in. I'm not going to buy the MacBook Pro. No, so, but you guys were convinced I was going to buy this thing. Well, I, I, I'm I'm excited to see what you did buy for this week's purchase then. Yeah, you know I only do it for this program. It's only for you. I don't yes. I don't need any of this stuff. But I just I buy it because you request it of me. That's the problem. That's or that's that's what I'm using as the excuse. That's why I tell my wife. I say, listen. I was going to say I'm not your wife. You don't have to excuse. You bought it because you wanted it. Do you know what? I, you know what I love though. I love my wife for this. So I came home and she said, "What's that?" And I said, "It's a, it's well, I'll tell you. It was, it's a yeah, it's a new MacBook Pro." And she went, "All right." And that's basically it. She's just like, "Of course it is." Stephen went to the Apple store and, of course, he came home with a new computer. Why wouldn't he do that? Yes, um, we all knew it. It was no, bound to happen. And I did buy I didn't just buy that. I bought myself a new, lovely 
uh, phone case for my iPhone 13 mini. I, only, mm. I know it's boring, but you know, I bought one from Amazon. I kind of forgot the fact that some of the ones you get from Amazon don't have the MagSafe capability. So, you know, I put it up on the MagSafe on that little Belkin 3-in-1 we've got. And yep, it just, just fell, fell off. off. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and then I realised, oh, yeah, of course, some of them don't have the magnet well, in it or that, whatever. I've got to say, that is a thing, right? Now now we've got, oh, is this a MagSafe charger or not? Because now I've got that iPhone 12 mini. Thank you. Uh, but I, <laughs> See, I'm, I'm generous to a fault. I've got a MagSafe little disc charger on the bedside cabinet there, hmm. but I can't get it in the right place for like a, a normal, like the iPhone 11. It doesn't quite, it's really tricky to get in the right place. So I've got another yeah, wireless little yeah. disc for that one. It's a bit of a nightmare, though I did look last night on Amazon and I did see there is a iPhone 11 MagSafe compatible case, which makes sense because oh. MagSafe is just magnets, right, that gets the the charger in the right position so you can get i haven't tried it but i am going to buy one um an iphone 11 and therefore any iphone which has got wireless charging i would assume case and all it's got is magnets in the back so you can use it with a magsafe charger like the belkin boost pro well, that's good in one. that's actually so, so is is that because the charging i don't know what it, the, the coil or whatever it must be in the same place that's where the MagSafe would well, connect onto. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose it uh, actually doesn't matter where the coil is in the phone itself because the magnets on the case will make sure it's where the coil is. So it'll snap the, the MagSafe charger into the correct place. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to give that one a go. It's either that <laughs> it's either that, or it's a, a huge scam and uh, you're about to lose well, your yeah, money. Quite possibly. But it's only, what, uh, let's say 17 Canadian. So, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to okay. splash out. I, I can spend money too, Stephen Scott. Oh, well, you go for it. I can't <laughs> wait to see what comes out. Oh, look, something that's utterly useless. Brilliant. Throw it straight in the yeah. bin. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Have you ever got something? And and I think this is more of a thing than people like to admit, because, of course, these days we're all supposed to be eco-conscious and, like, for the world, man, and all yes. that nonsense. Um, well, I am. Stephen, well, don't yeah. mock it. Uh, look, I'm, I'm all for the Earth. I'm a huge fan of it. I live on it. I mean, I couldn't be any more pro-Earth if I tried. I use all its resources. I'm a big fan. You um, do. Yeah. <laughs> I've even got, I've got this lovely globe on my desk. And it's one of those ones. My wife got it for Christmas for me last year. I always wanted a globe. Um, and they were doing like tactile globes, but they're terrible because they're always very... Kind of more built Tactile. for children. Yeah, they're, they're built for kids. You know, it's like, this is America. Yeah, really. Um, you know, it's, it's, some of it's a bit obvious. Um, I want a bit more detail than that. But um, this thing's gorgeous. It's like, um, it's got like a plastic outer, but then the inside part of it actually moves during the day. It rotates during the day. So that <gasps> no, the earth it's turns. a smart globe. It's a smart globe, but it's all like water and gel inside it that makes it do it. I don't know how it works. It's all very fancy. It sits on this lovely little tripody stand. Um, it's That's a beautiful very, thing. very posh. But, I mean, not accessible at all, then. It doesn't speak or there's no tactile at all. Hang on. Hello? No, it doesn't speak. Oh, you would be so surprised if it did, went, though, wouldn't you? That would be the, amazing. I'm the earth. Stop killing me! <laughs> <laughs> Stop throwing stuff away! <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't throw that away as soon as it turned up anyway? The no, 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 definitely not. Right. It, would, it would be great if somewhere it just has this big arrow saying, this is where all your junk goes. Stop doing that. Oh, um, but no, I do this. I mean, sometimes you get stuff, like, and you, you kind of go, oh, this is terrible, bin. And you do, you have a, a second of guilt. <laughs> um... I mean, it's not like it's not crazy I think stuff. I've ever done that. No, I mean, I, I, well, it's the, the option is return it, right? The other option is return it. But oh, who yeah. can be bothered with that? Oh, it's so much not hassle at all to ring them up and well, say, "Can you pick this up and take it away?" Remember my Dell Alienware? We'll pay you to keep it. That's what the Amazon <laughs> told me. We'll pay you to keep the thing. I thought, wow, I've never had that one before. And you turned them down. I did, well, I didn't need it, and I, I, I don't need another radiator in my house. Okay, you say that now. Climate no, no, change. I am happy with my. I've got this uh, HP Omen, um, and I wouldn't have gone for this to be honest. HPO, HPO, yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have really gone for this generally, but I got it in a sale and one of those um, returns to the store, and you get some money off it type thing. You know, someone else basically like me just bringing it back. Don't want it. Yeah. And um, I said, okay, I'll take this, and it's it's, it's a great PC, really, really good. Pardon me. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, I'll, I'll talk about the MacBook Pro. Uh, I won't talk about the phone case because I, I think that's pretty boring, to Correct. be honest. I'm going to tell you why I'm in love with the MacBook mm. and also why I hate the MacBook today. 
Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a true love hate relationship. It's emotional, <laughs> frankly. It's an emotional I'm so story. So biting my tongue, then making sure I didn't say something I would later regret. No, no, oh, well. tell us about that love story. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to do with our marriages. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. When I say I'm in love, I think I've mentioned about four times this week I'm in love with this Mac, and my wife's like, yeah, okay, st- stop talking about the MacBook. Um, I'm still here, you know. Uh, right, look, stick around. We're going to get into that. Uh, we'll get into the news as well, some big news, uh, tech news stories doing the rounds. We'll get into those here on Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. It is, it is. But i just got to say this first, right? I, I, honestly, I was, I'm such a nosy guy. It's actually quite irritating how nosy I am. I annoy myself with hmm. my nosiness. So today, just before we started doing this, I was supposed to be reading through the notes <laughs> well, no, that's a lie. Uh, but, you know, I, I'd put notes down and you were away, you know, sp- what's the word? Spuriously? No, that's not the right word. So I'll go with that it. word up because I think that's the wrong word. And I think I've, I've made a big mistake in career's ending. Um, but, yeah, basically you were, you were going through all the notes and you were doing it all very um, cleverly. Thank you. I I've lost my ability to... Spuriously, yeah. I don't know what that word means. Um, and outside, this big truck arrives, big flatbed truck. And I'm thinking, what's that? So I go to the window, peering out, trying to see what it is. And it's, all I can tell you is it's a big, massive truck, big flatbed truck. Mm-hmm. And on the back, it's like big, long bits of wood or something. I don't know. So the neighbor's obviously getting something done, right? I don't know what it is. But I'm, I'm now thinking to myself, hang on. I did order an iPad stand yesterday. Have I ordered the wrong thing? The wrong size. Wouldn't be for the first time. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's the size of... A house. It's an iPad house. Well, it's, how big's your iPad? You got flat pack. It's was quite large. Twelve point nine inch. That's yeah, pretty decent. Um, oh, oh, nice. But um, <laughs> it's so, actually for your iPad Mini. That's the yeah, exactly. That's right. It's just too big. <laughs> so yeah, there's me standing, and then I'm thinking to myself, what are they getting done? You ever done this? You're standing at the window, thinking, hmm, what? what oh, I do that done? all the time. Even though I, 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 you know, I can't look out of the window. There's no point, but. I can always tell when something's happening because I'll be talking to my my lovely partner and suddenly I just know she's not listening anymore. And you just, <laughs> I just say, your ears have pricked up, haven't they? She's heard something. Yeah. When, if we're out on a, in a restaurant or a cat restaurant, who am I kidding? When we're out in McDonald's, <laughs> you can always tell when she's listening to the next table because, yeah, it's obvious. We are nosy. Oh, I'm terrible for it. And, and, and then I'm actually having an argument with myself saying, you know, why didn't they put it in my driveway? Because now they won't be able to put their, their cars in their driveway. So that means they're going to block up the street with all their cars. They could just have put it in my drive. They should have asked me. They should have come to me and asked me that question. I wouldn't have minded. Why didn't they come to me? Why didn't they come and ask me? I'd have been happy for that to happen. Did they hate me? And then I was tempted to call them and say, guys, what have you done? And and, and also, what's being done? What, What are you getting done? What yeah, is it, is I it, need I'm, to tell tell them my radio show. Yeah, I need to right. tell tell the the world what's going on next door. <laughs> it's just oh, I tell you, I tell you. Yeah, you're a disgrace. We've established that. Well done. So you know, I'm leaving the R and I'm starting to think I'm going to have too much spare time on my hands. Yes, it's going to be problematic. It's going to turn into curtain Nelly. It's going to turn into rear window over here. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yes, so I did buy myself a new uh, MacBook. Uh, and I, I'm going to talk about that today because I know lots of you might be interested. I know you love the fact that I tend to buy this stuff so you don't have to. Um, but I want to get into something in particular that I... Because I love the uh, MacBook, and I think that's fair to say that there's some brilliant stuff about the MacBook. There's one thing I don't like about the MacBook, and to be fair, it's more software-based, and that is Edge, Microsoft Edge. Now... I started using Microsoft Edge as opposed to Safari for a couple of different reasons. One, I think it's far more accessible than Safari is. Safari is a, a bit of a mess at the moment, especially on this new macOS Monterey. It's just mm, not good. So I hear. Some terrible, you know, it used to get, as a blind user, if you use voiceover, you get busy, busy all the time. Apologies to all the guide dog owners. Um, but... <laughs> You know, you get you get this kind of busy, 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 busy constantly sometimes, especially if you're using an Intel Mac. That went away with the um, the new M1 Macs. I remember sort of sitting here with my Mac Mini a few months back. <laughs> yeah, it probably was a few months ago. This is about my first of my 10 computers this week. Um, 
And I remember saying to you, it doesn't do it anymore. It's so cool. It doesn't do busy, busy anymore. And it didn't for a long time. And then macOS Monterey comes out and suddenly we, it's changed. It doesn't say busy, busy anymore. It says Safari not responding. Oh, well, that's a change, isn't it? It's an improvement. It's nice. It's nice to, you know, get an update on that. You know, it's nice for it to change its tack a little bit. <laughs> but does it keep saying it? Not responding, not responding, not responding. It it will do it maybe for a few seconds and then it goes away, you know, depending on what it's doing. And I don't know if that's a program issue, if it's a web browsing issue, because is, is it the website itself? Because, you know, all websites are not created equal, right? So it's not a case of every website will appear in the same no, way no, of course not. or as quickly as others will. Um, so that's fair enough, okay? Uh, if I go to ami.ca, it's there in a flash, which you absolutely should visit. Brilliant website. Have you been there? It's great. ami.ca. It's full of amazing content created for you. That's beautiful. Isn't it? I think that totally gets accessible. I guess another year. Uh, so <laughs> just a wee tick there. Thank you. Um, Mr. F will be fabulous this week hey! with that one. Um, You're welcome, Mr. F. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Tip of the hat, if I was wearing one. Uh, but, but honestly, check it out. It yeah, you good. really should. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, go there, because our lives depend on it. Um, so basically, uh, you, you go to that website on Safari or on any browser, and it's fast. But you go to other websites, yeah, it's going to take a lot longer. Go to The Verge, for example. <sighs> I mean, it's so full of ads. So full of pop-ups. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it takes a while. So those are the kind of websites that might slow it down. So that might be the cause. But I thought, well, let's try Edge. And to be honest, those same websites, even though they do take longer to load up, the whole program, the whole application doesn't seize up. That's the difference. The whole thing right. doesn't seize up when you're using it. So I do find it easier. I like the navigation part because, as you know, I was talking about this on, on the other radio show, which is sadly coming to an end. Um, but I was talking about this on that show last, this week, and I was saying, you know, it's a bit like a kangaroo uh, trying to work on the internet with a Mac because it's constantly bouncing around. The focus is bouncing around all over the place. And if you've ever tried catching a kangaroo, which I haven't, uh, but if you have, uh, you'll know Surprise. how difficult it is. Um, so I've been told this by people in Australia. Uh, so, yeah, uh, catching kangaroos is not easy. <laughs> He made that bit up. But that's the point, right? So the focus is jumping all over the place. If I yes. go to a new website, whatever, even even another page on the same site, the focus will bounce out and up to, say, the, you know, usually end up on the minimize button or, you know, on the toolbar or something or on the address bar. And you just think, oh, come on. And then to get back is a bit of a faff. You've got to uninteract. You've got to go back and then reinteract with that particular... Can you just tab back into the web area? You can, but it depends how many buttons and things you've got open and depends where the actual um, focus is. So sometimes you've got to go, I mean, like, you've got to go through a whole bunch of buttons to get to that. So, yeah, it's yeah. not easy. And some of the information you get on Safari is quite confusing. So you might think, oh, hang on, I'm here. I mean, for example, if you end up on a tab, it will make you think that you're on the website. You think, oh, I'm here. And then you hit H for headings and it just loses itself oh, in the yeah. settings again. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though, I, I do find myself getting confused like that in, in Windows, whatever, yeah. as well. Sometimes the tab, because it says the web page title. That's right. So you think, oh, I'm here. I'm, I'm on yeah, the content. Yeah. Um, but no, so I'd switch to Edge. And um, yeah, I've got to say it's so much easier because the key way to navigate Edge on a Mac, and I would imagine, I think it's the same on Windows as well, is F6. F6 is the is the key because you yes. can move from different parts, move around the browser. So if you want to say, for example, as often happens, you go to a new website, you log in, and you get that pop-up on the screen that says, do you want to save your password? Now, it usually doesn't grab focus of that. It'll tell you the notifications there, but it won't, get, it won't draw focus to it. So you have to shift F6 to go back to that little pop-up. But if you want to go to the downloads, uh, not the, well, the downloads or one of the uh, extension options or favorites or address bar, you can just shift F6 or just F6, essentially go around in a circle um, to the different parts of the, the browser. But, you know, if you do lose focus, you can easily get back. And I like that. I also switched yeah. my, my uh, default search browser as well. I'm not using Google at the moment. So much, so much noise on it and so much stuff on it. So I chose uh, DuckDuckGo, which is pretty cool. I actually um, quite like it. You know, I heard of that one? No, I've heard of it, you know, and it's been an option. I think they introduced it to iOS whenever, way back. And 
I know it's you know privacy centric and whatever, but it's just something I never felt a need to use. But I, I mean, how much different is it to Google? Is it it's easy just, it's to just clear. go through the results? Ah, that's, that's well, put good. it this way, right? So when when it loads up on Edge, it depends how you've got your settings on the Mac set up. But I've got it to automatically start speaking the website once it loads, which actually does help because that helps draw the focus to it. Um, yeah. What will happen is every single time you search. I tend to use the address bar rather than the search box on the page. I just find it easier to to navigate because then I know I'm on the search field. Um, I'll use that. And then as soon as the web page loads, it will start reading the search field. Then it'll say search button. And as soon as it says search button, you can just start hitting H. But if you leave it, it'll just start reading the headings out. It'll just start going through it because there's no noise. There's nothing else around about it. There's not a thousand... Search results. I mean, like search results versus web results versus features yes. snippet from the web and all this stuff that you get on Google. You can jump past all that nonsense and just get straight to the thing you're looking for. The only thing I found is, I don't know if others have found this as well, but I have to, for some reason, VO space twice to get the result to actually activate, to, to get to the website. I don't know why. You, you, you so First, I thought maybe I'm on a, a heading rather than a link, but I wasn't yeah. a link. But you have to do it twice for some reason. Don't know why. Um, mm. But that's the only thing. That's the only thing I've found. Um, I do like it. I mean, I think it's a really, really nice uh, browser. Now, interestingly, we got an email from Gordon in this week, and he says, I'm hoping that you might be able to help with a small problem I'm having with Microsoft Edge on my MacBook. He's using it as well. Uh, and Gordon's new to Mac, a bit like me. I mean, although I've used the iPhone for a long time, and I'd, I've used Mac for a long time, with voiceover, not so much. And I think we're all on a bit of a learning curve here, and certainly there's a learning curve on a Mac, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but I am enjoying it. Uh, but he says, I do like Edge as a browser, and I use it with JAWS on my PC all the time. Uh, I also installed it on my MacBook a while ago and set it as my default browser. I should add that I also installed the DuckDuckGo extension. Well, I haven't done that. I've only used the website. Um, he says, I've never had any problems until the most recent update to Big Sur as the operating system. When that came through, Edge was unusable. Every heading, link, or form field was reported as collapsed. Also, I could not read any content of any tables. Needless to say, I switched back to Safari as my default browser. Now, when I updated to Monterey as the operating system, Edge began to behave normally again in respect of the headings, the links, etc., but I still cannot read the content of any tables on a web page. When I locate a table, I get the usual instruction to use VO plus arrow keys to navigate the cells, but they simply don't work. Any data in a table is apparently invisible. I don't even get feedback on which cell has focus. It's as if the table is just a single block with nothing in it. Do you have any idea how I can access tables using Edge on my MacBook? The tables are perfectly legible. If I use Safari or Chrome, it is only Edge that presents this problem. I know the easy answer is to use another browser, but this glitch is annoying me as I do like Edge. Any suggestions gratefully received. Uh, thank you for your continuing excellent podcast, Gordon. I didn't oh, add that bit on. He wrote that. He wrote that. Himself. Um, he did by himself. <laughs> Free will. That's amazing. <laughs> thank you, Gordon. <laughs> no money exchanged hands for that. It's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I have to say I, I'm with you on this. Uh, I didn't have the issues that you had with, with Big Sur. I started using Edge when I switched to Monterey. So I interestingly got to the table uh, on a page the other day, and I had the same thing. I couldn't get it to, to work. And I actually thought at the time, to be honest, this is probably just me. I need to learn some command that makes yes. this work. But you're right. It doesn't even... It doesn't let you interact with the table. It's as if it is just ignoring it. It doesn't even. It doesn't read anything about it. Do you have to? You don't have to interact with the table itself like a separate element, do you? That's why I tried. Yeah. Oh, you and it does uh, tell yeah. you to do that. It does suggest. Oh, that. it does say. Oh, right. But because you use the VO arrow keys to interact, right? But no, it doesn't do it. Doesn't doesn't work at all. So you cannot get anything to mm. read. I was on a page uh, which had a table of keyboard shortcuts. And that was exactly the problem I had. I could not interact. Now, I did see that Gordon posted to Microsoft Accessibility Team. I'm going to do the same today, and we'll see what kind of response we get. But if anyone's had an experience with this, do let us know, because I'd like to know if there's a way of fixing this. Maybe there is a simple solution to this, but switching browsers just to get to a table is just nonsense. You shouldn't have to do that. No, absolutely. Especially, I mean, a table is such a common element. It's not like it's a weird JavaScript or something like that. There should be absolutely no reason. But hey, maybe yeah, maybe it is just a case of a glitch and it, it needs an update to Edge. Um, strange one, though. 
It is a strange one, isn't it? Uh, okay, look, stick around. We're going to talk about my MacBook uh, because I got a new MacBook Pro. I'll tell you a bit about that. What I we bought. We know. Yeah, about I, it. I know. I'm so excited. So excited. I, mean, I wasn't going to buy one. I wasn't going to buy it. You, you were. I blame you. I actually blame you. I wasn't going to buy this thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm in the store. Here's my money. So ridiculous. Anyway, we'll get into that next. And uh, some other big news as well. Adele takes over the music industry and the tech industry, it seems. We'll get into that. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. This is Double Tap Canada. No Mark this week. It's uh, Stephen and Sean with you. Mark back with us next week. Uh, he had some other work to do and also he's uh, in his bed. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's work. Yeah. Well, that is to me, yeah. We'll, we'll be <laughs> as of next week when I'm retired. Retired. Early retirement. How does that feel, Stephen? Yeah, but see, Scott? the thing is, people... So my wife said to me, she said, yeah, but you're not retiring because you're still working, right? You're doing this radio show, you're doing Double Tap TV. And I'm like... Yeah, but that's not work. I mean, if anyone's listening, yes, it is. Of course it is. It's hard uh, work. Yes, AMI. Very difficult. Very difficult, hard work. Very busy. <laughs> no time. Uh, but no, not really. Um, no, wow. this, are when, you saying we're like your hobby? We are your golf. This is my hobby. Don't, when, I, when I started doing radio way, way back in the bad Oof. old days, or good old days, depending how you look at them, um, you know, it, it was, I, I remember thinking to myself, I am getting paid to do my hobby. How cool is that? Yeah. I, I love my job. What does they say? If you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, I have never worked a day in my <laughs> life. My favourite line my wife comes out with sometimes is she was sitting one night and uh, you know that thing that couples do. I think you guys may have stopped doing this. Um, yes. But, but you know. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. Um, Everything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Counselling. That's the solution. But my wife takes my hand and she says, you know, she says, Stephen, she says, you've got the most soft hands I've ever Oof. felt. She says, it, it's, it's like you've never worked a day in your life. <laughs> <sighs> I couldn't argue with that. I'm like, you know, I did once have a job where I cleaned buses and made a complete horse's backside of that. Um, but yeah, that was the only manual labour I've ever done and I was never asked back. <laughs> I just keep one it. bus. I'll explain that story one day. We'll maybe, maybe talk about that another time, but not today. I want to talk about my MacBook. Is it here? Hang on. Hang of course on. it's there. Over here. <clears throat> just Actually, wait a minute. It's in the bag. Yep. It's in the bags. What bag? What, the carrier bag or a laptop bag? <laughs> it's in a carrier, a Scottish suitcase. Yeah, carrier <laughs> bag. Um, so... What have we got here? Yeah, so this is the MacBook. I have to move everything around the way. Move the cups out of the way. Hang on. Move them over there. Put that back. I asked him which one he bought, and he just said, I don't know. It's I a don't MacBook. know. I don't know. It's I a don't... MacBook, right? What do I know? Well, you bought it. But who cares? You should know. Who cares? Ah, it doesn't... Okay. These days, it doesn't matter. Well, it, d- it does, considering how much you spend for the you know top-end one with uh, so many cores as opposed to the entry level, in air quotes. Well, that actually is quite funny because I did buy this and I didn't even look at any stats at all about it. I just said, <laughs> I just went for price. What's in stock? <laughs> well, I, exactly. That's kind of what I did. I said, what, what have you got? And he said, oh, I've got this one. I've got the, the entry-level one and I've got the, the middle-range one and that's it. And I said, well, just give me the middle one. And that was it. And, and that is literally what I did when I left the store. So when I got home and you guys were like, well, what did you get? And I'm like, I don't know. So this is what I got. I can tell you, because mm. this is what I got. I got the uh, M. So it's the M1 Pro processor that's in there. Um, it's a 10 core GP a CPU, a 16 core GPU. Um, 60. Just, to be honest, these numbers don't mean anything to me. I'm just like, well, is that is is that good? I mean, there's one that's got 32 in it. Is that better because <laughs> it's got more? Yes. Um, right. Okay. Uh, 16 gig <laughs> unified memory and one terabyte solid state. That was the only thing I was really interested in was a decent hard drive in there. Um, wow. 16 one core terabyte. neural engine, 16 inch liquid retina XDR display, which is turned off. Um, <laughs> it's turned the brightness <laughs> down on it. Sorry. Uh, three Thunderbolt 4 ports, which is kind of cool. An HDMI port. Uh, it's an SD card slot, which is brilliant. And of course, the MagSafe 
3 port, the Magic Keyboard, which has got the Touch ID and the Force Touch trackpad and the 140-watt USB-C power charger, uh, which, of Gorgeous. course, is the USB-C to MagSafe, which you can buy for the same... Uh, I think you can buy, like, a USB-C to USB-C because that's the great thing about this. You can plug in USB-C. I was out yesterday. Um, I was actually in the, the old office uh, yesterday, and I had this with me. And it was great because they have the docking stations, the Lenovo docking stations for their laptops, and I could just take the USB-C, plug it straight in, and the MacBook was charging without having yeah. the hassle of having to bring a charger with me. But I've got MagSafe if I need it. I think that's actually the best thing about this. You've got that two option for charging, which I, th I think that's brilliant, and it, and it works with pretty much anything in that case. Yeah. And USB-C is just great, though, it isn't is. it? I mean... That's it's the future, I tell you. It's it's amazing. I love USB-C. And MagSafe, of course, was a fantastic idea. And why they did away with it in the first place just blows my mind. It made no sense. See, I was looking at the one up from that. There's one up, which is the, which has got, it's got the M1 Max processor in it. Yeah. It's got a like 32-core GPU. But, you know, the problem is then you're getting into that level of, that level of performance that I just don't need, frankly. I don't need it. And, and that, this was kind of why I wasn't so bothered about what I bought, because I knew even if I bought the base level one, I would be getting way more than I need. If Mark Aflalo was here, he would be saying, as he said to me on the phone the other day, you will never use that machine to its full capability. You, would, you just won't, because you know I'm not going to be creating a film on this. I might do some basic video editing, but it's going to be very basic. You know, it's not yeah, going to be yeah. heavy. Audio editing more so, but not video. Um, not to the level that the guys who would be buying these things would be using it for. But, you know, I, I just like the performance. I'll be, this is very superficial to say, but I love big laptops for a couple of reasons. One, the sturdiness of this thing. I mean, I won't do the drop test, obviously, um, but this is a this is a beast. I mean, this thing is heavy, <laughs> and it's no. it's lovely. It's and it's got that you know that it's a much thicker. I wouldn't say it's as thick as the MacBook. Maybe it is, but I, I think the MacBook Pros of old, the one the 2015 one I remember having, that that seemed thicker than this. But mm. in terms of weight, definitely has that, that weight behind it. You can feel that. And I like the fact Hacked. it's got a big wrist rest, you know? I've got big hands. I'm a big guy. I don't want yes. to be I don't want to be trying to kind of squeeze my hands into this space to work. I want to feel free. <laughs> and this lets me, me do that. And the speakers on it are mwah. Yeah, everyone has said the speakers almost you don't need external speakers and nope. it just blows any other laptop, any other laptop totally away. They done an amazing job i'd love to put this up against the xps the dell xps because that is i guess well buy one yeah I'll just buy one and find out um I, I i was tempted i'll be honest um but i don't <laughs> need one so i really don't need one and, and you know we're going to talk a little bit later about windows because that was one of the things that kind of put me off the mac a while back when m1 came out you couldn't put windows on there that might be coming that might be changing we'll talk about <sighs> that later um but yeah basically the design of this thing sturdy solid powerful it does have its issues in terms of software i'm less bothered by that because that's something that can be fixed but the hardware from apple is at a stage where frankly it doesn't matter what you walk in and buy if you bought the base level mac mini base level macbook air or the top of the range macbook pro you're going to get a great experience i chose this for one reason one reason only um i wanted a machine that was big that was powerful enough and i wanted one with a decent hard drive in it i'd have gone for a two terabyte if they had one in stock but the cost for the, they had one that was like four terabytes, which sounded great, but the cost was just ridiculous. Yes. And I thought, I don't need all that. It was, to be honest, it would be cheaper just buying a four terabyte drive and plugging it in. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. So that's why I actually did. Well, I didn't, I've got a, a one terabyte SSD from OWC. They very kindly sent me out. So I've just got that oh, plugged in. Did they? Yeah. Uh, that's that's nice very, to know. Very pleasant. Hello, OWC. I am also here. Hello. <laughs> My name's Sean. Ah, they don't care. Uh, nice so, nice yeah. to meet you. It was. Um, I don't. I, I'm not sure what the cost was in, or cost would be in Canada. Um, I don't have my uh, Canadian friend here to, to quickly source this, but in the UK it was two and a half, two thousand six hundred, was the cost, uh, and a bulk of that cost was was gone for me because not because Apple loved me. I wish that were true. Um, but no, because I had trade-in. I had lots of stuff to trade-in. And I mean a lot. A lo you did. I just asked, asked our um, Lady A here, 4,400 Canadian. Oh, there you apparently. go. Right, okay. Which seems quite a lot, Stephen Scott, I must say. 
Well, well, I mean, I'd say fourteen hundred pounds of that disappeared on trade in, so that's yes. not so bad. So I, I saved a good bit of cash. So as long as you've got fourteen hundred uh, <laughs> pounds worth of other products to trade in, then it's an it's absolute a bargain. bargain. <laughs> Uh, no, now, I love it. I love it. I really do. And I think it's the best It's the best machine I've had. And I know I've said this before, but I remember back when I got my 16-inch, well, it was 15-inch, wasn't it? The MacBook yeah, Pro I, I got in Canada. I loved that machine. Yes. But what yes. happened to that machine was M1. <laughs> M1 yeah. came along and just blew it away. And, and had that not happened, I'd still be using that machine today. It was a good machine. It did heat up a lot. It did struggle. Um, even though it had the power in it, it would struggle. It would fall over easily. It had the power, but you couldn't use it because it yeah. over thermal throttling again, and that's why they had to move away from Intel. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this thing doesn't get warm. Um, you don't feel. But again, I'm not pushing it, and that, and I think that's the point. The headroom here is just insane. Yeah. So I don't need to worry about you know doing too much on it. The thing that I always have this idea in my head, and I don't know if it's the case with Apple. But I always have in my head that you need extra headroom if you use a screen reader. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not. I, I might be true. true. I, I think it's true on Windows for sure. I've often said to people buying Windows machines, and I've had arguments with people about this. People say, well, if you buy a base level 8 gig machine, you know, say it's a Surface Pro or you buy a, uh, a Dell laptop, an Inspiron or whatever, you know, just buy the 8 gig and you'll get on fine. I don't agree with that. I think if you're putting JAWS on there, I think you want to make sure you've got the, a decent graphics card and also a decent amount of RAM because that's how JAWS works. Mm, Have you seen people arguing that perhaps Freedom Scientific themselves need to up the minimum specs to 16 gig? You know, but as, I don't know if that's the case on the Mac. I don't think that goes the same way. Just going back to the graphics card and JAWS thing, because I, I, I recently answered a post I saw on Facebook and someone was saying, someone told me to get a gaming laptop because my jewels is struggling on my current one, mm. and the, 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 the gaming laptop is the answer. And I responded, I was saying, no, no, the graphics card has nothing to do with the performance of jewels. It, it doesn't matter. Well, it does. And no, it does. It, it, maybe, maybe not to the level you need a gaming machine, but you do need to have a fairly decent graphics card because JAWS mirrors the graphics. It has its own driver. Mirror driver, yes. And that driver, if it's mirroring garbage <laughs> or not a very good graphics card that's not drawing quickly enough, then JAWS is not going to respond the same oh, way. No, we're so far past refresh rates on just drawing oh, the frame know. rate of the on some screen. Of the, on some of these low-end laptops, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's On a low-end laptop, it's just going to be the inbuilt CPU-based Yeah, but they're not great. Chip. They're not great. More, no, more than enough. Hey, if our listeners know, if you've got an opinion, email us, feedback at ami.ca. I'm not interested in that. I say, no, I say no. I'd, look, a gaming <laughs> laptop, you're talking about spending an, at least an extra 500 to 1,000, even I'm, more. I'm not saying buy a gaming laptops. Go- no, 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 no. I, I, I'll be honest. I thought that the, I had the Dell XPS 13 when it came out, the very, very first one that came out. And you remember we had this conversation way, 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 way back. It. I hated it. Because the graphics was were just awful on it. it was, and actually what happened was, it was because JAWS and the graphics driver could not communicate properly. There was an issue between the two in that the screen was not drawing itself properly. It was because it was 4K. That was the problem. 4K screen. It was brand new at the time. That's a driver issue. That's a graphics but, but that card driver issue. affected the screen reader. You see my point? Well, yeah, no, so if yeah, it's not no. working properly or it's not right and it's not good enough... Or no. it's not decent. And I think these days having something mid-range, I would not go as far as, you know, an NVIDIA GeForce or an AMD. That seems too far. If you've got the money for it, fine. But you don't need all that. It, it, that yes, that's what I'm saying. That The gaming graphics cards will not at all affect the performance. It's all about the driver. And maybe if it's some weird chi- uh, graphics chipset, it may be. But no, no, no. And didn't I thought that Freedom Scientific were moving away from the uh, mirrored driver model? Well, I'd but- hope so. I, I think it's about time, to be honest. It seems a bit, it seems a bit old hat um, in comparison to what we, we really need. I mean, NVDA doesn't do this. Narrator no. doesn't do this. But and in some ways they perform some, better. It may give them some extra options that... Tr- uh, yeah, that's true. That's Who true. Knows? Yeah. Okay, um, sorry, I took us off on a tangent. What were you talking about? I've got no idea. Uh, no, no, sh- Shall we talk about Adele? Because um, Adele's great, oh, I right? I love Adele. Adele. Oh, she, oh. She was easy on, on me. Uh, yeah, all that. Um, she's great. <laughs> Never heard of that <laughs> She was on TV the other day doing like an audience with thing, and she she's just so amazing. She sounds like a character in Oliver Twist. Yeah. Hello, Governor, and all that. <laughs> 
forget she sings like an absolute angel. She amazes me. She seems lovely. There's a song called All I Ask, um, which, which I, my wife and I, we just love that song. And um, it's, it's such a weird song that we love it because it's all about splitting up. I don't know why we like this song. Maybe my wife's trying to tell me something. I've got no idea. But um, yeah, we were listening to it and it was on YouTube. It was a, a live version. Uh, and she's on stage and she's belting up this song and you know the tears are flowing and at the end she's like that was good wasn't it and it was, it was so weird just to hear this voice just emerge from her I hadn't really because up until that point if I'm honest I hadn't really followed her that closely to know much about her I just liked her music uh, or was aware of her music but no as a person I think she's brilliant I love how natural and, and real she is yes um you know that way you think, I'd love to meet her, just to see if that really is the case? We would be the best of friends, Adele. Just meet me, I wrote in a letter. Why don't you come on blood. the show, Adele? Come on the show. <laughs> we'll have a laugh. We'll talk about all your music tech and stuff, because actually she's got into the tech world at the minute. Um, oh, is she? Well, well, sort of, because she's been... Um, she's, she changes She's it, changed yes. the world. Um, well, Spotify's world, at least, because they had to remove the shuffle button as a default option from the app. Uh, or it's apps, album pages, uh, forcing songs to be played in the order the artist intended. After Adele mm. asked that the songs on her new album be played in the order she intended. I think this is brilliant. I think this is excellent. Um, Spotify uh, responded to a tweet from Adele. She said, this, is, this was the only request I had uh, uh, have had in our ever-changing industry. Uh, she tweeted this uh, last Saturday. We don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason. Our art tells a story, and our stories should be listened to as intended. Spotify got the message and responded by saying, anything for you. Um, oh, so there you we go. all love her, even so Spotify. Spotify uh, shuffle button has gone on mm. the album page. The option uh, does remain visible when a user clicks to view an album track. Um so that's interesting. Uh, but yes, what? this is follow. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. Maybe, <laughs> how, how would that work? Maybe within a track. So if you wanted to shuffle once you're listening to something, maybe. What, anyway. the words in a song? You could shuffle them about. Yes, right. I, I mean, what, what are they talking about? <laughs> Me on easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, okay, I'm going to play. I'm ignoring <laughs> that, that phrase. Just move on from that one. <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Mm. Is this a little bit pandery? I mean, no. not, not, not the animal. I mean, are they pandering to her? Is it because... Look, I can understand it, right? Then why don't they make it just... People don't have to click on the, the shuffle button, right? It's, it's not on by default. So, I mean, isn't it down to the listener what, how they want to listen to it? I get it. If you want to listen to something like Pink Floyd, right, where it's a story, it's like a yeah. rock opera, then you need to listen to it in sequence. and it, it doesn't really make sense, but that's down to the user, surely. Don't take it off every album page on Spotify. I, I, See, I, mean, yeah, I would say sure. Adele's right on this. I think she's she's bang on because at the end of the day, you're creating an album. As she says, I create an album in a certain way. I want people to yeah, listen yeah. to it. She wants to tell the story she wants to tell. So why can't she get that option? Well, she she can get that option, obviously. People could just listen to it. I think and the problem not press is, the shuffle button. I think yeah, people just do. I think people just do, or they just no. chuck the, the album into a big pile of other songs and just play it, which is well, not the way they want to do way. it. It's almost the same argument when Netflix introduced the play speed option, right? Yeah, you can that's right, watch yeah. something faster. And the, the, the artists were saying, no, 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 we take time crafting this. You watch it at our pace. No, no, no. This is, I'm enjoying this content. I'm consuming it. It's up to me how I consume it. Well, I agree with Adele. I think she's quite right on this one. So and, do I. I love uh, you, Adele. Yeah. If she wants to come on and, and talk about how much we love her, then that's absolutely <laughs> fine with me. Um, yes, uh, her new album is 30. Her first album order coming up. Years. Yes, exactly. Uh, we'll probably be in the next album if we keep this up. Uh, but yeah, new album, 30. First album in six years, Sean. I can't believe it's six years since the last oh, Adele album. There you go. I know. Well, she's created it. It takes time. That's true. Still more stories to talk about. And, Stick it uh, on shuffle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't put us on shuffle. <laughs> That's a point. Yeah. Let's not... make more sense. That's true, actually. Yeah. Right. Stick around. More to come. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show. Yeehaw! I love that. Every time. I, every I just time that. this music comes on. I get so excited when I hear this. It's not it almost is like the perfect coming to the end of the show show music. 
But it's not gonna... the end of the show show because I, I don't want it to be the end of the show show. Can we just stay on? Do you have to go? It's a panda's name, isn't it? Show show. You back to the pandas, pandas again. What is this? Panda day today, is it? Um, Could be. Yes. Cool new feature from Google. I love when Google do this. They come out with these little features or, you know, these little apps along the way. Sometimes they take them away as well, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, this one looks amazing. This is Project Relate, which aims to help people with speech impairments communicate. And, of course, this is for people who, I guess, have, have got severe speech impairments. This is incredible. So they've built this app for Android which of course makes sense because that's Google's thing. And uh, they're inviting an initial group of people to test this app. Um, and it's aimed to um, hopefully as well uh, help facilitate interactions with the Google Assistant. Um, Google said, we realize that our speech recognition technology could be improved to help people with speech impairments be better understood. Standard speech recognition doesn't always work well um, for people with atypical speech because the algorithms have not been trained on samples of their speech. So Google decided to make an app that would custom be custom trained on individuals' unique speech patterns. So what you do is to start off, you record a set of phrases on the app so that it will get to know how you talk. Then Google uses speech data to personalize the technology and help users carry out commands. Um, three key features in this app really. Listen, obviously transcribes what someone is saying in real time allowing them to send what they've said as a text, copy and paste uh, into other applications. Or you can let people read what you're saying. Repeat restates what someone says in a clear computerized voice, hopefully making face-to-face interactions more seamless. And lastly, the assistant connects with the Google Assistant to carry out commands such as take a selfie, turn off the lights or play music. Now, they're looking for English-speaking testers in uh, Canada, the US, Australia and New Zealand to try this app out and give feedback. Um so, you know, if you can, you should absolutely go in and, and do this. G.co slash project relate. G.co slash project relate is the website. And uh, the team will respond once you've uh, done that. But this, of course, follows on from other apps they've created as well, like Live Transcribe, uh, Lookout as well. Live Transcribe provides real time speech to text transcriptions. Amazing feature, that. Absolutely and amazing. Lookout, which I've got to say is a brilliant application. Um, if you're if you've got an Android phone, you and you're blind or low vision, you should really have this. Identifying food labels, pinpointing objects in a room, scanning documents, currency, an incredible app. We've talked about it on Double Tap TV before, and uh, it is is such a good app. I've got to say, Google are good at this. They are really good at this stuff, and they really because what they do is they they bring their teams in and they focus them on these apps. And I'm sure this is the case with other companies as well. But to be fair. Google and Microsoft are really the two companies at the heart of this at the yep. moment. Um, Apple tend to, it seems that Apple provides the hardware platform and Google and Microsoft are really creating the apps. Um, you know, Microsoft seeing AI, Microsoft Soundscape, that kind of thing. Amazing. And the secret comes down to um, artificial intelligence and machine learning, doesn't it? Because Google's got this vast amount of data through the Google Google search <laughs> engine and other other services, you know, like when, like Gmail gurgle. itself. <laughs> Pandas, gurgle. Stop it. The Gmail email service itself, you know, allowing Google to scan the emails, a big privacy like concern at mm. the time. But by doing that, they've got this huge amount of data, which makes their OCR so great, which makes their um, speech recognition so amazing. So that's why they're so good at this. And this makes total sense to me, and I'd be really surprised if other companies such as Amazon and Apple aren't doing a similar thing, but not making it sort of open to the public. I know this is invite only, but still making it sort of open-facing where you can download an app and train it to your own personal way of speaking. I think that's amazing, and I hope I hope this goes further. I think that's the difference between what we've seen before in terms of building applications. I mean, people often say to me, what's the, what's the real benefit of AI? I think it is that personalized approach. So instead of creating an app that fits everybody, the fact that you can then use AI to train that app to suit you. So you have a baseline, you've got a foundation of this is what the app does, this is what it is. But in order for it to work properly, uh, you know, here are your individual tools. So I mean, I can see this going further in terms of personalization from, I mean, I was thinking about my banking app the other day, the text on it's tiny, right? No, it's fine because I use voiceover, it's not a problem. But being able to go in and say, and, and we see a little bit of this now with in-app 
uh, on the iPhone anyway, under VoiceOver, you can now go to in-app specific uh, per options. App, yeah. per, per app, yeah, per app yeah. options. Um, you can now say, I want the larger text on here and I want this. It's not working perfectly at the moment for some apps because all the apps need to essentially work with Apple. I guess they've got to build in the functionality to allow you to do it. But the fact is it's, it's getting there. And I think that's the thing. We're going to see, I think the big thing for 2022 and beyond is going to be personalization to the extent that someone who has trouble speaking because of their, their voice, they, they can't communicate. They will be able to communicate with this technology. Um, yeah. There's some demos of this online and it is powerful stuff. Really, really powerful stuff. Uh, Look, before we go, tell me about the Home Alone Pet camera that you were telling me about this week. Oh, wow. I, I mean, this just blows my mind. So I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently so. High-tech toys for pets. And this is a, a camera. Well, this does everything. Um, but this is a camera where you can call in and video call with your pet. But, okay. <laughs> you know what? I get that. I've got, you know, I could drop in on my Amazon show and just check the house if I'm out or whatever, if I could see. That would be great. I get it. Make sure he's not chewing up the furniture. But <laughs> with this one, they can answer the call by swiping a, a, a ball in this toy, or they can initiate the call so they can ring you. I mean... Wow. That is so ridiculous. <laughs> it is beyond belief. And can I tell you, the price of this thing, $350. Come on. Bargain. Oh, I mean, I know pet lovers love their animals, and I do. I love my dogs, but I just... Uh, You're I, not I'm, buying him a smartphone. I'm, I might. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I actually quite like the sound of this thing. Uh, look, that's it for us this week. Mark Afalalo back with us next week. All going well. Uh, we will be back with you, of course, next week again. Keep in touch with us. Keep your feedback coming. Uh, let us know your thoughts on Edge, if you've been using it, because I'd really like to hear your take on that. Uh, we will, of course, be back for another week of Double Tap Canada. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play DoubleTap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.